Welcome to DT Madness, Chronicles from the Third Life, Episode 32, November 5th, 2022. So glad you could make it. I saw a gratitude challenge type post on one of my good friend's Instagram stories the other day, and I'm a sucker for a good gratitude challenge. So I, I filled out the list for myself, and then I figured it'd be good fodder for the podcast. Um, in fact, I, I found a couple of different lists, and so for the next several weeks, we will carry on with the uh, being grateful. As a twist, I asked a few folks to fill out the questionnaire, the grateful uh, gratitude challenge questionnaire, in terms of how they thought I would answer. So in the next few weeks, if you think you know me, or if you think you're funny, or for any other reason, if you want to play along, uh, let me know, and I'll send you the list, and you can fill it out how you think I would fill it out. And of course, the one with the most matches at the end of the next three weeks wins the prize. This week we have my El Amigo Intimo, David Detloff. I'm not sure. I think I said what I said. Hopefully, David, you can let me know. Da- David is a, a deacon in the Church of Six, and, and at some point we started calling him David, and so that's how I'll refer to him here. I really can't remember how that started, although I'm sure David does remember because he remembers all the things, or at least he remembers two things. Also, as guest answerers on the podcast are my bull companion, Matthew Frazier, and my wife, Sarah, who has known me since about this time in 1999, so perhaps she has the advantage. So anyway, let the, uh, let the games begin. I filled mine out first uh, before anyone else had submitted answers, and I stuck with those answers, didn't change anything and really haven't even looked at their answers yet. So forgive me if you hear paper shuffling back and forth today, but I'll read their entries first and then reveal my original answer. And of course, as you know, through 31 episodes now in number 32, I will ramble on a bit about some of these. So settle in for a foggy, rainy Saturday of the madness. The first question is, what is a happy memory that you're grateful for? And David says, front front porch sitting with Isbel and Dave. And that's for sure. Me and David had a whole ton of times out on the front porch singing along, wailing to Danko um, and blasting some, you know, the stone and dreaming tree, all that kind of stuff. Definitely good times. Sarah says uh, that this is hard, so there are so many. Family trip memories. Yeah, family trip memories is kind of generic, but that's uh, uh, we'll, have to, we'll have to decide what counts. We'll have to have a, perhaps a recount since it's election week uh, if there's a tie. Uh, Matthew Frazier says, pick a hot tub sesh at Hilton Head. And for sure, we're headed back. I don't know, man. It's probably somewhere around 70 days, a little over two months uh, away from Hilton Head number 10 where we will get together with the Frasers at, uh, and definitely sit into the hot tub. Me and Matthew have been in there in a, we were in there in a hurricane one time where the palm tree was leaned over touching us in the hot tub. So that's probably the one that I would pick. Mine is uh, 
when we were at Wrigley Field, uh, the family, so perhaps this fits with the family trips, although we'll have to see how that gets scored. I'll leave it up to David and Matthew to see if they think this counts for Sarah. But Wrigley Field, we were there, which is great in itself. Me and my five, uh, other five of us, and uh, Schwarber hit a, a walk-off home run, you know, like in the, oh my gosh, it was so awesome. Sam got it on video, man. Just just amazing. All right. Number two is think about a place that you're grateful for. And number two, where I first was when I heard Ram, Ramble on Rose. Good one, um, David. That's a good one. I was actually at UNC Charlotte with my friend Joe Henderson uh, with a bunch of hippie girls from like Maryland. I just, I totally remember this. They all had dreadlocks. It was kind of my first, first experience, you know, coming out of Cleveland County, seeing this kind of, uh, what do you call it? Um, anyway, the hippie girls with the, with the dreads, um, and they were singing Ramble on Rose and it was beautiful. And this really, when I, when I first turned on, so that's a, that's a good one, the river or the back deck when it's cold and everywhere, everywhere else, but it's so warm in the sunshine for sure. We, we, we are able to sit out when it's even 20 degrees on our back deck and the sun shines. As long as you're still Matthew Frazier with a good solid one. Um, let's see. Sarah says the river or the foundation tower of stone garden. And my answer is the front porch. Um, and we have a, a porch swing out there and I can see my two giant oak trees in the field across the way, which I like to pretend are my cows out there right now. The acorns are just, pelting everything and the leaves are falling and it's going to be raining today and it's foggy and so yeah i'll spend a bunch of time out there number three is what is a an album that i am grateful for um <laughs> david says that one i heard from davidson to charlotte in my friend's car yeah jay let me borrow his uh uh volvo like a brand new volvo back in 96 and i would listen to crash um that was like the only cd in that car and and i would definitely listen to it on the way down Wow, what a what a time! Um, Sarah says, "Fish, uh, a show, not an album, but still." And I mean, you know, she's not wrong. Um, and let's see, Matthew says, "An album tells a story; it carries you naturally and smoothly from one track to the next." So he's taken a different t uh, take on it because probably my questions weren't very. Um, but I know what Matthew would say if I were to ask him specifically. He would say, "Redheaded stranger." I don't doubt that for a second, which definitely could have made it. And so could Kenny and Dolly's Christmas album. But I was thinking about Christmas after last week. And so I'm going to go with, uh, I mean, because I love so much music. Like, this is no way I could just pick one. So I'm going to go with Andrew Peterson's Behold the Lamb, um, which is the Christmas album that we listen to. We always listen to it on Thanksgiving and then really play it. It's just a beautiful take on uh, the story of the birth uh, and life of Jesus and like good music and inspirational, all that kind of stuff. So check it out if you haven't, although you can't go wrong with Kenny and Dolly. Number four is what is a type of food that you are grateful for? Um, David says food that you'd want to share with your friends. Sarah says cachava or maybe animal crackers. Mm, animal crackers. They are good. That chocolate cupcake from that one place says Matthew. And for sure from Maxi B's. Oh my gosh. Oh, I hope Crest ends up having to play in Greensboro in the playoffs, I'm going to definitely go just so that I can. Um, oh, man, I'm going to get one of those cupcakes. But I went with strawberries on my salad because if you don't put strawberries on your salad and now I'm into Thousand Island on the top of that junk, oh, my goodness, it is so good. 
Number five is what is a TV show that makes you smile? Um, David says, I, Carly. No doubt. Spencer and Gibby. Okay, for sure. Uh, Sarah says, Parks and Rec and the Cosby Show. I'm sorry, that's Matthew. Uh, Parks and Rec and the Cosby Show. Sarah says the Cosby Show, and the answer is the Cosby Show. And I know, I know, Bill Cosby, terrible person, I guess, you know, or at least in the news. I know he did all those things, perhaps. Um, but man, what a what a fantastic show! It makes me laugh, it makes me smile. It's just really so good. Who is someone that you are grateful for? And uh, you'd call post surgery. I guess somebody that you would call post-surgery is what David says. Um, Sarah says someone in the Church of Six. Matthew says we all are. Yeah, okay, solid answer there. Um, Kind of the same as Sarah's with the Church of Six. Uh, Again, I wrote these down before I even asked anyone else. And so who is someone that I'm grateful for? I have David down there. Uh, Man, my guy, we did a bunch of time together for a couple of years, kind of before the pandemic. And then things started to change a little bit for various reasons. And now he's out in, in Seattle way, um, living it up and coaching soccer. They're on to the third round of the playoffs. But man, this guy is a, a, a true wanderer and wanderer. Like he really isn't, uh, he, he just doesn't want to settle, you know, for the status quo. He's he, he wants to find out what the truth is and he's eager to find it and, and wants to seek it out. And he's adventurous and so kind and compassionate and so loving to my kids, man. Makes you laugh. Loves good music. David, yep. Number seven, what social media platform do you use often? David says Instagram. Sarah says maybe Be Real, but probably still Instagram. Um, uh, Matthew says Snapchat. And I went with Facebook, so nobody got that one right. I use Facebook as mayor. Like I'm kind of the Facebook mayor of Boiling Springs. I mean, I ran my campaign on there. I never spent a dime. I've never put up a sign. I campaigned for a town council on Facebook. I'll update everyone. The The audience is different and that's fun for me. Like I do stupid stuff on Instagram and be real or whatever, but um, Facebook, it's, it's more, I know I'm talking to the older crowd. Am I the older crowd? All right. Number eight is a coworker who has made a positive impact. And David says, Mr. Good. And Sarah says, Mr. Good. And Matthew says, Mr. Good. And, uh, of course that was the obvious answer. I guess I've talked about, uh, you Donnie to these other so much, or they've heard about it on the podcast and there's no doubt about that. This, for this one, I went with Jeff Melton. I've known Jeff for a long time and, uh, he's the athletic director and there's just not a kinder person. Like there's just not a kinder person. He never speaks ill of anyone or hardly ever speaks ill of anyone. He's always positive as best as he can under all of the circumstances. He does the work. He gets the job done. He loves the school. Jeff Mountain Man, the real deal. Number nine, what gift have you received that you are grateful for? David says the hat from Frazier. I'm not sure if it's the Moochie's hat or the Mikey Toboggan, Mikey Hauser Toboggan, but for sure both of those are awesome. Number, where are we at? Number nine. Um, Sarah says the gift, the the medallion from Matt Frazier, the token of hope, no doubt. Um, the Bozeman hoodie or the token of hope says Matthew Frazier. I went with really good towels. I got some good hotel type towels from my mother-in-law for Christmas a few years ago. I love a good towel that's just big and kind of, hef- you know, like you get at a good hotel. 
I'll tell you, man, like I need some new ones. And maybe that's why I'm saying this. Maybe this is selfish, but like mine, whatever reason right now, I guess it's just humid and we're not running the air, the heat really right now. And they just stay wet. The towels do. And then they get to smelling funky. And I don't like that. I'm having to wash them all the time. Anybody got any, any suggestions about how to, to make the, the towels dry faster or like, some towels that are really good hotel towels, but just dry faster on their own. I don't like that towel funk smell, man. That's, that's not what I'm here for. Number 10, what about nature is most beautiful to you? David says that October blue, and that's for sure. The sky in October is just different, man. And I love it so much. Sarah says the light on the river and on the turtles. Um, Matthew says so many things, the flowers on the clovers in the backyard, those purple flowers for sure. The sunlight on the river, he says, the gardenias, and the answer is the shimmers on the water. And so I think they pretty much all got that one correct. There's nothing that really just takes my breath away other than, I mean, it could be moonlight over the ocean. It, it, it's typically the, the sunlight on the river. Um, number 11, what are you grateful for in your daily life? David says the fam. Sarah says the morning routine. Um, Matthew says your people. And my answer is being taken care of. Like I've got this routine. I'm such a routine guy now. I, I'd be interested in what people who have known me through my life would say about that. Like I, I guess at one point I thought I wasn't a planner because I don't really write it down. I just think it. And But I am a planner for sure. I don't know that I've been this much of a rigid routine guy. Um, maybe the pandemic like emphasized that and accentuated it all. Maybe I really have always been like that. But yeah, man, Sarah and the kids, like my my everything is just set for me. The the morning is packed up and ready to go, and they know when I'm doing certain things. And I know that sounds selfish, and perhaps it is, but it's not selfish on their part because they they give me the space that I need to to decompress after school and like waters are, are ready for me and cachavas are blended and just, uh, yeah. Um, number 12 is favorite time of day. Um, David says getting in the shower both times. I don't know if he's cracking on me for taking showers twice a day or not, but I mean, come on now. I'll do like a, a good shower. Sarah says 8 PM on the couch watching baseball. No doubt, especially world series baseball, every single pitch, you know, I joke with the kids like it's action packed, which, most people don't think about baseball, but every single pitch matters in the World Series. Although I have to be honest, by 8 p.m. anymore, I am really about to fall asleep. Um, Matthew says mornings in the nook or mornings at the river and uh, definitely both answers. I said my favorite time of day was 420. What? Is that a is that a thing? Um, I just mean like when I get home from school, I've had a chance to decompress and walk and work out or whatever and now i'm i'm pretty alert and refreshed with the kids you know getting ready to do something maybe we drop to the car wash maybe we watch a show maybe we go play disc golf no we don't get play disc golf it hurts my elbow um go for a drive but yeah number 13 just a few more before halftime uh which season do i look forward to number 13 david says autumn sarah says backyard fire season which is a long time, but definitely autumn. Um, you already wrote autumn, so autumn. Um, and yeah, that's right, autumn. I love it. It's beautiful and cooler, and the bugs go away. 
and all that kind of stuff. Number 14, what's the thing I love about my hometown? Uh, David says them rolling hills. I'll have to tell you, that's a longer story, man. The, somebody noticed our new logo um, who was mad about not getting to be the person that was uh, that got to brand it or whatever and or design it. And it's got rolling hills in it. And, and this person's like, there's not even any hills in Bowling Springs. But I, I live on one. You know, my road is called Hillcrest. But anyway, so that's a nice one. David nicely, nicely played there. Um, Sarah says people who know you and care about you. Um, Matthew says how people know each other and care about their town. And I said the encouragement from the people, which is the, you know, everybody's kind of getting this one right. The easiness of the town. And last one before halftime is what is a nonprofit charity that you believe in? That's an interesting question. Um, David says books to kids. He's talking about pals for sure. Um, the Broad River Greenway and the Earl Scruggs Center. If those are nonprofits, says Sarah, for sure. Those are ones that are close to my heart. Matthew says the Earl Scruggs Center. I got a big post coming up on Facebook about the Earl Scruggs Center. If you want to join, let me know. It really is worthwhile. I went with Freedom 424. Uh, it's my friend Joy's, uh, my, the original EKR along with me. And you know, Sarah's college roommate, still Sarah's BFF. And like, uh, she runs this uh, nonprofit that helps deal with trafficked kids and trafficked girls and things like that. And, uh, just really important and crucial work. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's the one I went with for that. So I know it's something that you've all been waiting for. And so I do have a handyman update for you here during halftime. This morning, this just was from just this morning, just a few hours ago. I went down to the river. Um, it, it's 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 potentially going to rain all day. It hasn't started yet, but it's definitely foggy and, you know, dreary looking. Beautiful time for me to go down there. So I went and I walked. Uh, I went down river, uh, which is something I used to do all the time. And I went to my old spot. And when I get to the old spot, you know, when the, when the, when the, when the high water happens, when the river's up, you know, it strands trees and branches and things like that on some of these rocks. And now that the water's really low. And also I think the beavers, you know, do their thing down there. I'm not mad at the beavers. If they see the river flowing and decide absolutely not, then that's their thing. I love beavers. I'm a big fan, Uh, but I like to free it up, you know, for the river to flow. So I got my stick, thought I'd wait. Uh, I got my stick and like cleaned out the area uh, where all the leaves had been piled up and, and were kind of dammed up by these other, I took the big logs out. Um, I used the stick to kind of pry it out. So then it was nice and, and flowing. And uh, I was, I was glad about that. Like I was just kind of feel like I'm a river keeper, you know, uh, making sure that everything was flowing too bad. There were bottles and paper plates and stuff. Come on y'all. Come on y'all. Anyway, um, I thought I'd wait, like there's a big, other big mess, you know, and I thought I'd wait until winter to really get into that big mess just in case there was a beaver in there this morning because I love beavers, man. I don't want to have to fight a beaver. I mean, I will. I'll put the leg sweep elbow drop combo on him like I would do the bear or the R-O-U-S's, but I didn't want to have to do that today. So I felt good about it all. I felt good about what was going on. Didn't even fall in as I am wont to do. And uh, as I was walking back down the trail, because I was the only one there, you know, I was at the river by myself. I love that when I pull up in the mornings on a day like this, and I'm the only one in the parking lot. Um, so, you know, I, uh, um, 
walking back down the trail in my own thoughts, you know, silent the whole time, just as Richard Rohr would tell me to do. Um, and I heard a snort, you know, a loud snort. So I looked up and this deer was snorting and saying exactly the same thing that I said, which was holy. And you can fill in the blank. It sounded a lot like that. I don't want to have to put the E on there, but the snort was kind of like, you know, and so my favorite uh, word there for, for cursing and cussing. And I said it and the deer said it. And, and for an instant, y'all, I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding for an instant while the deer, which I think was probably a 24 point buck was trying to figure out what was going on. It took a few wild steps towards me on the path. And I don't know what all chemicals pulsed through my body at that time, but man, it was all of them. I mean, it was all of them. I mean, I felt pricklies. I felt like tinglies all over. I was ready to go. Wow. Thankfully, the deer realized I had just been thinking about the leg sweep elbow drop combo and decided she better head on up the hill. Whew. I'm talking about all the chemicals. All right, we will uh, finish up here, and I got to finish up within 30 minutes anyway because I got to go pick up some some cinnamon rolls by our dear friend, Miss Dixon, that I'm surprising the kids with. So I'll have to publish this after I get back so they don't find out. Number 16 is what is a passion or a hobby that refreshes you? And uh, David says walking at the river. Sarah says blowing leaves. Mm, good answer there. I'm about to do that in just a second. Matthew says, reading, walking by the river, and cleaning, for sure, all of those things, and walking at the river, it really does. Like yesterday, I didn't feel great after school, and I went and hiked the 45-minute birch trail, got my heart rate up, and just felt really good, you know, after that, and it felt good this morning after I got back. Number seven, what's a learning experience that you're grateful for? Um, David, no entry on this one. Um, Sarah says being mayor and learning all the things for sure. I'm, I am, uh, thankful for that. Any and all handyman updates. Yes, sir. That's right, Matthew. That's a good one coming on the heels of the latest handyman update. The, the learning experience I went with that I'm most grateful for is when I was in the new Testament class with Dr. Partain a long time. And he, and he made this statement that he said, you know what, maybe fully human is fully divine. And that was one of the first times where my mind began to be opened a little bit to beyond just the kind of fundamental teachings of the of the churches that I grew up in, you know. Um, so that was a good one. Number 18 is what is a moment that you are grateful for? And um, that dancing branch, for sure. We were, that was for sure. I'll just leave that one there, Davi, but you write on that. Um, Sarah says... Um, when the kids hugged in the parking deck at app, oh man, I talked about that one last week, I believe, or a few weeks ago. And that is for sure. Dropping Sam off at app says Matthew. Um, I went with Nats and me and my, my youngest boy, Isaac, we, we went down to the river and, and Isaac and I are both working on overcoming. Like we're both tapping into our warrior survivor, you know, immunity challenge, digging deep and trying to find that strength that we know is in us, but maybe we haven't tapped into yet. Um, so we're doing that together. And uh, he went down to the river the other day and we were throwing some rocks and it was great. And then the second time we went down, we were going to throw some rocks into the river and try to hit some targets, you know, and there was just this cloud of gnats, like more than I've ever seen 
down there at any time. It was just, you couldn't like, you couldn't breathe with your mouth open or you would get gnats in there. And so Isaac went turtle mode. He, he took his shirt and put it over his, his, his face. And we still threw our two rocks and tried to hit the log in the middle of the river. But then we just bolted out of there, man. And we were trying to tell the people not to, uh, they, we told them beware the ones who were walking the other way, but they kept on going. So I'm not really sure what, um, happened to them. Um, but down at the river with the gnats with, uh, with my boy Isaac. And that was great. Number 19 is what is a book you are grateful for reading? And um, David says, Zen in the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. Yes, solid answer. Sarah says, Surprised by Hope. Also a true thing. Um, Matthew says, Zen in the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, The Essential Teachings of Buddha by uh, Thich Nhat Hanh. And then Surprised by Hope as well. All definitely good entries. And I went with The Need to Be Whole, which is um, Wendell Berry's, his latest uh, uh offering to the world and it is about patriotism and it is about prejudice and it is challenging and prophetic as always Wendell Berry will be but he I mean like he he reconsiders the way that we view things like the civil war as though we say the north is all good and the south is all bad I mean it's just about nuance I don't want you to take you know just a phrase or two from what I say here uh, because Wendell Berry is a master with language and he's careful and beautiful with it and tender with all of the different subjects. And I've not quite finished it yet. And I just can't wait. But the things that he makes me, makes me think about, it just helps me to consider nuance, you know, because I really am unaffiliated. I'm not on a political party. Like, you know, Wendell Berry talks about cancel culture and, and there just seems to be like these witch hunts on, on both sides. I mean, you know, I'm probably not supposed to say witch hunts, Uh, The left may come after me for that, and perhaps I will get canceled for saying witch hunts. If I teach about witches or witch hunts in school, then the right will tell me that I'm indoctrinating their kids with liberal ideas. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't mean to be trite with all this because it really is a big deal. But um, Wendell Berry does does a phenomenal job really making me think and consider and reconsider the roots of prejudice like – the, the idea that we have taken ourselves away from the land. Anyway, I definitely highly recommend the need to be whole. Um, number 20, who is a teacher that you are grateful for? Um, David says Matt Orth, and that is a very solid answer for sure. Wow. Sarah also says Matt Orth, and that is a good one. The, um, Matthew Frazier says Dr. Karskadden, and the answer is Dr. Karskadden. And Dr. Karskadden was uh, our philosophy professor. It's actually the class Sarah and I met in. And Dr. Karskadden asked the question one time, what is more real? What is or what should be? Or what is more real? What is or what ought to be? And he answered the question. He, He attempted an answer at the question by saying that what ought to be or what should be is more real because it will be. It will always be. And I think that's a, that's a measure for hope um, and joy, perhaps, thinking back to um, last week's episode. Let me find my place here. Oh, number 21. What's a little gesture that made your day? And a text from a friend, David, says, no doubt those are always good. A good crisp wave, says Matthew. I do so appreciate a good crisp wave. I came up with a new wave the other day. I'll have to talk about that perhaps on um on um 
on next week's halftime show. Sarah says a note from Mary Beth. And dang, that's a good one there. Uh, because that is actually the answer. Uh, Mary Beth, uh, Mary Beth Martin, Mary Beth Hamrick Martin. She is the director at the Earl Scruggs Center. I've been so fortunate and blessed to be on the Earl Scruggs Center board. Um, and we had this idea the other day and she knows I love the Avett brothers and there's been an Avett brothers exhibit in, uh, the Earl Scruggs Center. It's, it's since moved on, but you know, we're hoping that at some point we can get the guys to come down and maybe play a benefit for us. We'll see how that all shakes out. But they have Earl Scruggs Center cards with the with the Avett brothers. It's just Seth and Scott and Bob um, on there. And she sent me a card, man, and just the other day, just to tell me how much she appreciated, you know, what I'm what I'm doing for for the town and for the the county, like being a community advocate. She said I was inspired by how you connect with people. Um, and do so much good in all your roles within our community, thoughtful insights and encouragement, man. I don't know. I, I didn't mean to read, read that. I, that was awesome, man. That was really awesome. I'm a, I'm, I have a need for affirmation. I really do. Um, what is Michael Scott? I don't, I don't have to have it. I just need it or whatever. So, uh, but anyway, um, that was number 21, number 22, who helped you during a trying time. And my old man, yeah, my dad says David. No doubt that has been the case for forty-five years. Um, Andrew Woods says Sarah, and that is for sure. My boy Andrew, I think, is coming around this week, and so hopefully we'll get to catch up. And Matthew says the Church of Six, and no doubt. Uh, and I went with Madworth. I've been through a whole bunch of trying times, and that guy's just been there. He knows what to say. You know, he almost, almost always knows what to say or what not to say, you know, and I appreciate you, Matt. I really do. Number 23, what's a personality trait that you are grateful for? No entry from David. Um, Sarah says encourager and trickster. Um, Yeah, for sure. And number 23 for Matthew says waiting for the worst, but recognizing that and working on it. Matthew prescient here. Because my hyper, I said hyper vigilance, which is what, what he's talking about, you know, waiting for the worst. I've, in some of the counseling that I've been in, I've, I've been encouraged to try to identify the different parts. Um, I think it's called family systems therapy, but like, you know, I, I definitely have this part of me that is super hyper vigilant and it's a protector from the things that I've gone through in my past, especially when I was a kid, it's there to protect me for sure. And it always has me expecting the worst, or it used to have me really always expecting the worst. But the opposite side of that is that I am, I am aware, like I'm, I'm constantly aware, I'm constantly observant and, and ready to deal with things, even when they're not the worst. And, and I'm learning to recognize that, you know, that part of me, I, I'm okay with that. I'm proud of that. And, you know, I need to practice Richard Bohr, um, I was reading about a meditation that I could do where I sit at the river and imagine ships or boats going by and that those boats are part of my personality and working on letting those things go. And I'm working on letting uh, Mr. Hypervigilance go, but good one, Matthew. Nice. Um, Number 24, an item of clothing that you're grateful for. David says scarf. I am a scarf guy. Uh, I've been looking perhaps for a different scarf, although the the green and white um, crest scarf, which I think makes me a Slytherin, according to the second graders last time. Um, 
Let's see. Sarah says Birkenstocks and sunglasses. No doubt. Essentials. Um, Matthew Fraser says scarf. I'm definitely a scarf guy. And that dope widespread toboggan, that was the gift that he gave to me. Um, I went with jeans. I got to get me some new jeans. I wasn't a jeans guy. Like I was a khakis guy for my whole, like just forever. I didn't wear jeans. I didn't think I enjoyed jeans. We went to Red Rocks uh, out in Colorado uh, in 2018 to see the Avett brothers. And it was like a heat wave during that time. Seriously, it was like a hundred degrees. It was the dry heat, but it was a hundred degrees. But when we went up on the mountain at night, it was like 50 degrees. And that, that change was, was really something else. So we had to go to Target and pick up some jeans. This is when my feet were sweating. Have I told you about that? I'll have to get to that later. But um, I got the jeans. I still got that same pair, but they're almost worn out. And I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to get a new pair. Um, new guy, new jeans guy. Um, number 25, who do you consider family? Um, and David says those who treat your family right. And that's good. He knows about my loyalty for sure. Um, Sarah says David and all of the church of six folks. Matthew says the church of six and no doubt about it. Family for sure. I said, who do I consider family? I said the Frasers. I really just can't wait, man. I really can't wait to get down to Hilton Head. Hopefully we're going to see them before. In fact, hey, Frasers and uh, David, why don't you fly out? Uh, from Seattle, but Frazier's, we need to do a Thanksgiving, like a before Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. And uh, man, I just love them so much. They're so easy to be with. They're so encouraging. There's so much depth to them, so much passion and compassion. Yeah. Number 26, what service are you grateful for? David says massage. Sarah says trash and recycling collection. Okay. All right. Nice answer there. Um, wow. Also, Matthew says trash and recycling pickup, but David's got this one, massage. I got one scheduled with Aaron, the goddess masseuse, as we have in our contacts. Just amazing, man. I can't wait till next weekend. So healing. Um, Number 27, little things you're grateful for about your significant other. Um, David says the way she takes care of others and listens. Um, Sarah says the way her sneeze, which is just like, Gary. Have y'all seen the Will Ferrell SNL sneeze commercial? Like Sarah sneezes like that. It's just outrageous. The way she tells riveting stories, she does go on and on. Um, So cute when she can't remember things. JK, she says, the way she takes care of me, the food, the bed, the water bottle, all that kind of stuff for sure. I mentioned that earlier. Matthew says, uh, for uh, what about my significant over her patience, her love of good books, and her quick smile. And I said the look that she makes when she opens the dishwasher and her glasses fog up. And that I'll look out on the deck sometimes or in the driveway, and she's just standing there looking at the scenery, just being, just being. Number 28, what's the thing that you like about your job? Uh, David says them kids. Sarah says getting to talk about what's really real and encouraging students. Uh, Matthew says building relationships with students. And I said the creativity of it, the art. Um and that's true for teaching, and it's increasingly true for being mayor. You know, we were working on the sewer. Uh, we weren't working on it directly. We were considering how to extend the sewer. Um, it, it's just a really difficult puzzle to solve in our town with a pretty small budget. And But the needs are there, and past decisions make it more difficult. And the things that we're doing really are for like 30 or 40 or 50 years out. 
And I told the people there, you know, like we did good work today moving forward a little bit, even on things that we may not recognize, like we're planting sequoias. And I I believe in the moment and I believe that the moment is so important, but I also believe that we should have vision for who comes after us. And I, I was able to teach that to my students, which is which are the things that Sarah's talking about them kids, you know, making those connections. Um, but I love the creativity and the art of it. I've been thinking about redesigning school and what my what my redesign would be like. And uh, I've criticized kind of the current structure that we have. And maybe that's coming up in a future podcast. Number 29, almost done. We're going just to 30. Number 29 is a public figure that you are most grateful for. And David says that almost mayor of Kings Mountain. And that would have been, that's for sure. David only lost by just a few votes. I think he got 26 or some votes when he ran for mayor. I was really uh, hoping to serve alongside of him. Um, Sarah says Wendell Berry, solid. Um, The Boiling Springs town manager. I am a big fan of Justin Longino. He really is excellent and professional. Huge, great music guy. Um, Loves Dave Matthews, John Prine. Um, Has just an impeccable sense of style, which you would think would not fit into Bowling Springs, but he's able to pull it off. I'll tell you who I went with, and these people have passed. But the public figures that I am grateful for are Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Antonin Scalia, former members of the Supreme Court with diametrically opposed political views, diametrically opposed judicial philosophies. Ginsburg and Scalia, a liberal and a conservative, staunch. But they were best of friends, y'all. They were best of friends. We got to stop listening to the hype. We got to stop listening to the hype of the right and the left saying that we can't figure this stuff out. We've got the same ends. You know, I know it'll be messy and I know we'll yell at each other. But, you know, after that, we can go out to the opera together, just like RBG and Scalia did. Anyway, number 30, last one, something that you find magical about the universe. David says that it's all connected, man, for sure. Sarah says the truth in the water. Good one, good one. Ooh, the truth in the water, that's good. Um, the flowers on the clovers in the backyard. The turtles, says Matthew. And I went with the stars and the and neurons. And what I mean by that is I love looking at the stars at Hilton Head because there's not any light pollution. You can get out on the beach and just see a billion of them, just like you can out west. I can't wait to get back out to Montana and those areas. But as I read about neurons and the neural connections in our brains, like they think there's like four quadrillion of them, more than we know of stars, You know, more stars than we're aware of. So the, the enormous magnitude of it all and the enormous microscopicity of it all, um, yeah, that's good stuff. Well, thanks for sticking around, uh, y'all. And if you, seriously, I hope that some of you will want to play along for next week. Good, maybe it's your turn to try to, to chime in here or anybody else that, that is listening. Frazier, Sarah, David, you want to play again next week? Let me know. Uh, Maybe I'll try to get my kids to to do it this time. But this has been a Church of Six production. Love y'all. Brought to you by the Bucket of Life, the Token of Hope, the Foundation Tower of Stone, and the Wall of Belief, and the Magic Rock. You get an extra hour tonight to believe and be live. I hope you make it happen. Peace, my friends. Peace.